How are you guys doing? Welcome over here. Hey, hey. we got some big news for you guys. We, we got an Instagram account I forgot to tell you guys about yesterday. If you want to check it out, all the stuff's being uploaded there really, really fast. If you want to stay up to tune and date, I don't know what the tune means. But anyway, it'll be linked at the very top of the description. It's actually Speak the Truth Pod on Instagram. Go check it out. Please go check it out. We, we're uploading stuff on there currently at the same time we're, we're doing this as fast as we possibly can. A lot of stuff has happened over the night since we took a quick little nap, I guess you'd say, in our beds, our comfortable beds while they were over there fighting a war. Unfortunately, I wish I could be there, but we're not. So we get to sit here inside of Texas and have a chat with you guys. I'm going to let him kick it off. We got an island that we were talking about earlier. That's right. Yeah, I'll mark it up on the map real quick down here. You guys can see it. I was a little off on my plotting yesterday, but here's that island. So that island. We have some video footage. It's actually more It's video footage and it's actually audio footage. I guess you would say more or less. Audio footage. Audio well, footage. Audio. Audio. So I'm going to play that and have you guys uh, listen to that. Okay, so that's actually kind of a big thing. I know they lost their lives on that island. All 13 members of the Ukrainian forces did lose their lives, but it's more of a, they did it in a good, in an honorable way. And the reason why I'm saying that is because they're going to use it as propaganda. They are, 100%. It, it, it reminds me almost of the Battle of Bulge. 100%. It really does remind me of the Battle of Bulge and what the U.S. forces did back then. Yes. Nuts. Surrender. Nuts. So if you guys don't know what I mean, they're literally going to use that as propaganda tool. Ukrainian forces, it, it may work. It may made them feel like, all right, we have a reason to do this. These people, they stood. They basically, they literally actually told Russia to eat a fat wiener. Literally is what they did. Yep. So, I mean, that's pretty good. They really did. I like it. I love the testicle fortitude of those men and women that were sitting on that island. So, out the gate, we have a little bit of update when it comes to maps and in, in such on areas mm-hmm. that have been taken and, and, and where Russian forces are, attacks that have been going on. So I'm going to let you kind of take take the helm there. Yeah, so we'll probably start with the most important part, which is what's going on outside of Kiev right now. Like I said, Kiev, I think, is going to be that place that Russia tries to squeeze and hold onto. Mm-hmm. Maybe not go directly inside, but they definitely want to blockade it off. Right. So here outside of Kiev, um, just to the north of it, and I'm going to mark this terrain right here. You guys can see this red area that I'm outlining. This is the Chernobyl region. This is what Russia took over in order to get down into Kiev. Even I didn't think that Russia was going to be crazy enough to go through Chernobyl. There's nuclear radiation all over the place. And even now, I'm getting unofficial reports that the nuclear radiation is on the uptick from all the bombing, the different fighting, and everything that was taking place over there. So Russia went down, they pushed through, they sent their paratroopers, of all people, they sent their paratroopers down and through Chernobyl in order to get outside. Dude, now this is crazy. What's that? I just got the actual grid coordinates to where the Russian the Russians are right now from the video that was uploaded less than an hour ago. Yeah. 29 minutes ago, someone did geolocate and literally found the exact location they are at. I have the exact location to the Russian forces. Yeah, I can. Do we? I'll put it on screen. Why not? Of the Russian I, forces? Yes, I know exactly where, where they're they? at. Like literally, where are they? Four six point. Are you want the entire? They, well, I mean, I just the, tell me. Is it, is it outside of Kiev or which? Yeah, it's. It, oh, I thought you wanted the exact one. It's well, a I mean, Kirsten I, region. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't just plot <laughs> things in my brain. <laughs> yeah, I, give me the grid coordinates so I can plot it in my brain real so quick. No, where are they? They're in the Antonovsky Bridge. That's all I know. That is crazy. 
Angeles. And I'm showing the video. Oh, at, is this where they were rolling across the bridge? And the, so now Russian yeah. forces have actually taken that bridge back. So it's Kyrgyzstan. Is it over there? Okay, so yep. that bridge was now just retaken that. literally one minute ago so that's by right. Russian forces. To show what he's talking about. So they took the bridge over Kirsten. They just took it. And then I'm actually okay. overlaying some video footage as we were speaking a second ago. The video footage you saw was the Russian forces sitting on the inside portion of that guardrail going up over the hill. Yeah. So I told you guys that, you know, Kirsten is one of those main places that it, it's key terrain that Russia is going to want to push through because it has a lot of routes and it has a lot of roads coming through. So I'm going to mark that up for you guys real quick. And then at the same time, over there in Hostomol, that airport north, I think so, north of Kiev. And that's what I was about to talk about, okay. you know, that those forces, when they pushed down and they pushed down and through Chernobyl, mm-hmm. they linked up at the Hostomol airport, which is right about there on this map. I'll highlight that up. So that's the airport. So they linked up with, um, that. you know, they had that big air assault that pushed through. So you saw the helicopters, all the videos yeah. of the helicopters flying over Kiev. That's where they were going. That's where they landed. And they linked up. So now they're on the outskirts of Kiev and they're kind of like, basically in a big line on the outside of it. And you have civilians that are also lined up on the outside of Kiev. Everybody in Kiev has been told to shelter in place. There's lots of people that are hiding down the subway system. If you guys haven't seen it yet, here's a video of people hiding in the subway system. They're all just taking refuge in all the underground bunkers and stuff. Meanwhile, citizens are being armed and they're just kind of standing by at the ready. So Russia, any moment now, is expected if they're going to, they're going if they're going to launch an assault, that's where they're at. But I don't think they're going to do that yet. If they are going to assault the city, I don't think they're going in yet. Russian, I, Russia's getting pounded on, at the airport right now by Ukrainian helicopters. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're fighting watch, back. Yeah, no, 100%, videos, they're fighting yeah. back. So the other thing that Russia has is it has troops that are coming down from the north right up here on the map. If you guys watch me and you're following along, you can see where I'm driving it. And then I'm going to circle it for you. So Russian troops are coming down, and they're right now on the outskirts of that city. And I, what I'm thinking is that all those people that are outside the airfield are holding off and waiting for those troops to come in and swoop in over on the northeast corner of Kiev. They're going to wait. They're going to swarm. They're going to cut it off. That's that's what's going on in there. Meanwhile, in the south, right, in the south mm-hmm. part of the country, that's holding up really quite well. So down in the south, I'll outline it, everything down just to the north of the Crimean Peninsula. You see this line where Russian forces have been pushed back. Yesterday, they actually were able to make it um, across the river a little bit into western Ukraine, and then they ended up getting pushed back. If you haven't seen that yet, you can go watch our video from yesterday on how that unfolded. So Nova, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to butcher these names. There it is right there. Nova Kokocha, Nova. Uh-huh. That same area you're literally looking for. So just northeast of Kyrgyzstan, if you go from Kyrgyzstan, if you start moving northeast on that main mm-hmm. route, you yep. see Nova Kokosha or whatever. Probably. Yep. So, okay, so that map that we are talking about earlier today before we started the podcast, the one that they found, the actual attack map, Oh yeah, that is where exactly that was found. Ah, uh, okay. So right there, so on the northeast side of Kyrgyzstan, I guess you would say, it's literally everything. Um, for every that we call them MSR routes, like what, what is... I don't even know what Main MS- supply route. Okay, so there you go. So MSR routes, which is kind of funny. We say a MSR. Ball, or a hardball road, hardball. improved road, anything with asphalt. There you go. So you're going to hear us say MSRs, and what we're really just talking, because it's just what we use in the military. In the military, we use MSR routes, like in Afghanistan and, and everywhere we talk. That's literally... I don't but know MSRs why. are absolutely important. Main supply routes are so, absolutely important. They need yes. to secure those in order to do these things. You know, uh, you know, an assault on Kiev is not a tiny little undertaking. Like they have to have those MSRs in order to get resupplied and to get pushed up to evac casualties to take care of. The, you know, all of those things need to happen if they're going to do that assault on Kiev, or even if they want to have a sustained time to like choke that place out. Like I said, y'all, if y'all are watching this right now, I'm, I do apologize because this stuff come comes out pretty quick. And we're having to do this as we literally speak. But coming out of there, out of Belarus, the Ukrainian uh, border, vehicles marked with V signs. There's Russian special forces yep. that are currently moving directly through there. 
as we yep. speak. So just in that area near that city coming out of Belarus towards Ukrainian is exactly the, the area where there's uh, Russian special forces moving into Ukraine, or excuse me, yeah, moving into Ukraine. And at the same time, uh, the Chechians, I don't know if you guys know this, but as he's, as he's clearly looking something up so we can annotate it for you guys as we're sitting here, Chechians have actually now mobilized uh, their force to fight alongside Russian forces to fight in Ukraine. If you guys don't know a lot about the Chechians, we spoke about this. Okay. In pre- so, did you find it where it was? Yeah, so the Russian SF guys that he's talking about are right up here. It's just to the north of um, Chernobyl. Okay. So, so they're all going to be using the same route. They're all, so they're all using that same, what we're going to call the that MSR corridor. route. We'll call it like the... the the Chernobyl corridor. Ch- 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 okay, there we go. That works pretty good. So they're all coming through the Chernobyl. I guess there must be a pretty good route that comes through there, and it's pretty must be wide open. With, but anyway, like I was talking about earlier, Chechnya forces have actually now mobilized inside of well, inside of Chechnya, but in Chechnya, they're ready. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're getting ready. They're to literally getting ready right now. Yeah. So Chechnya is a Republic of Russia, right? And Putin gives two craps about those people. The other thing that Chechens have a lot of is Muslim extremists. Now, whether or not those people are actually in the ranks of the former military is to be questioned, but I couldn't help but think that there is probably a few that are in there. There has to be. So when we were talking the other day about having, like, terrorists or extremism make its way into this fight, it's just going to create mass chaos. It's going to create chaos. Putin doesn't care if these people die. He's going to probably throw them into the thick of it, and then from there they're going to go spread. So... So that's going to be happening over there. I would assume the next twenty four hours. How how great? How far distance is it from Chechnya over to? I haven't even looked. I probably should have looked for me. It's a, it's a we, distance. It depends on how they get there. Like, did Putin send them an airplane? Because you know, all, all I know is the that they, the they mobilize. Like, we have videos which we're right. showing you guys right now. Do you guys see the mobilization of these people? I mean, realistically, they could be there if Putin wanted because they've been building up. They could be there by the end of the day. Okay, so there you go. So within the next twenty four hours, Chechnyans could be also fighting alongside Ukraine. Uh, excuse me, alongside Russia in Ukraine. So there was also another map that I sent over you earlier uh, down there in Mariupol where you can see the... Yep, let me mark that up on this one. So this is where we're going to be zooming in. Okay, so here's Mariupol right down here in the bottom. And then you can see how it lines up with where I just showed you with the DPR. So let me go ahead and open up this other map now. So this map he's about to show you guys is going to be showing you the Ukrainian defense lines that are literally sitting there as we speak fighting... I guess you would say it literally is trench warfare it at is. this point um, well, against and, Russia and, forces. And they did it for good reason. You know, like this is this is a key, another one of those key strategic locations that if they want to seize, if they want to push for, further, if they want to take out that eastern chunk of Ukraine, they're going to have to seize Maripol. From there, then they'll continue to push north like we talked about. So here you can see the lines. I'm going to annotate them in blue. All right. So here you can see the Ukrainian trench lines that are built up. There's one on the north, and then they're all layered on their way going back in. They did a very good job. All those are going to be annotated as Ukrainian Ukrainian trench lines. Blah. Over here, you have, like, your Russian forces, okay? Or not your, well, Russian and separatist forces that are going to be pushing out of the DPR to come over and take that. It's going to take them a long time to break through that trench line. The problem is, is if they end up getting a hold of, well, that, that, that's a very difficult to defend position because you have the Sia's Azov right there. And mm-hmm. then you also have, you know, separatist forces that have been built up forever in a, in a key line into Russia. So they have a lot of supplies going up there. Meanwhile, Maripool itself is far from the capital. It's far from all the reserves, you know, like they're just kind of dangling down there by themselves. So these positions can very well start getting hammered from the sea as well as by the land in order to have Maripool taken if they want to. 
but it's going to be a fight. It's not. It's not like foot soldiers are going to be able to go and walk right through those trench lines. Yeah, I'm sitting here. I did, I just pulled it up. There's there's a pretty Maripol's not very small. No, it's a large town. It's not very small, but they have something going against them. It is that sea. That sea is a huge problem. You know, you open up for an amphibious assault. You open up for, you know, like ground-to-ground munitions, if you will, coming from the sea. They can move whatever they want over there and start hammering on these guys. God, I just I just now thought, thought about something as well. We have a map that we had pulled up earlier. So if their defense lines right now are facing east... Okay, on mm-hmm. the eastern side of Maripool. Right. And I'm you have fairly confident they're coming in from the west. So right. they're almost so, getting pinched. So again, we talk about like diverting forces, right? So let me pull that other map back up now. So if you can look at what he's talking about on here, let me pull this up. What he's talking about is all these forces that are down over here coming out of the Crimean Peninsula. So what he's predicting is that those Russian forces, and he's right, are going to start pushing out of there and driving over towards Marypool and assault them from the west. So now they're going to So they'll be fighting there. a two-front war, yeah. if not, because remember, we had reports of 10 Russian ships that had moved into the ocean as well. So Marypool could be under siege very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. I didn't even think about that until right. literally right now, and then I realized. But I also don't know what defenses they have facing west. We only see In the between, eastern defenses. We see the eastern defenses, but that's primarily where, where they were concerned about because they have you know, the DPR that's over there. So they're there because that's where the separatist region has been. That's what they've been fighting for the longest time. So it's easy to assume, and it's probably correct to assume that most of their defense positions are facing off to the East. No, that's, that's actually, God, that just sucks. It really does suck when you start thinking about it. But for the, from the maps we showed last night, the amount of territory that Russia has taken from Ukraine in the last 12 hours is not super significant. It's very little. They they have been able to push out of Crimea, which is expected, yeah. right? They're able to push out of Crimea. Can't really push past the river. They've been able to go through Chernobyl, which wasn't really that heavily defended yeah. for obvious reasons. Like, who the hell would have thought? So there's a huge amount of white space. I guess you would say, well, we're going to call it, I don't know if we're going to call it white space or um, ground they have not taken between Kiev and Dnipro. I guess you would say. So like right now, a significant I mean, amount. Honestly, right now you're looking at shaping operations. You're looking at the shaping operations of the Russian military putting themselves in place to bring those main assault elements and start pushing. Through. Look at it. Like we, but north, it's not, south, and east is completely. They have huge forces and actual ground taken on each side of right. those. But it hasn't been at a cost, right? Like so, Russia has lost from the reports I've read. Russia has lost up to seven aircraft, seven planes, by, six helicopters. By one guy. By the way, by one guy. Yeah, one. Well, by, well, well supposedly them. there is. So supposedly, like there is this this ghost of Kiev that's flying around shooting down like aircraft. But we also know that some of those were surface to air missiles that we provided that shot down some aircraft. So maybe that number is a little inflated by propaganda. That's fine, propaganda. I don't care. Yeah, but yeah, supposedly there's one guy, the ghost of Kiev, that's just up there dogfighting Russian planes and knocking that's them out good. of the sky. That's which gonna is make crazy. people like excited, like us. Right. Like good, good. So the reports I've got: seven planes shot down. Six helicopters, 130 armored vehicles, to include 30 tanks, have been destroyed. That is Russia. That has a lot to do with the amount of weapons that we gave them and UK and all, like, for sure. An estimated right around 800 dead Russians. That's a lot. That is a ton. But, you get, you're, dude, they're assaulting dug-in positions. That, well, that, that's another thing that a lot of people don't realize. These people have been building in for the last eight years. Right. In these areas. And what I've, I have personally, this gives me goosebumps thinking about it. I have fought yep. in dug in Russian fighting positions in Afghanistan, trench lines, and I've literally fucking fought in those things. And they're so tall that I could stand up and they're this high. 
you would have to stick a something down to stand up in them. Like you could, right. I, you could run around in those things. Even if you land, even if you land a mortar right in that trench, doesn't because, matter because they're built with curves that go yeah. in there. It doesn't really matter unless you're in that one specific yeah, spot. That's so it's, you, it's, it's so crazy. Like it gives right. me goosebumps to think about it because I know how fortified these trenches are personally. They are so for it's so crazy. Like it's almost and impossible to penetrate. That's what I'm saying. Those so difficult. That's what I was talking about. Like down around Maripool, if those people want to push in, if the if the Russians and the folks from the DPR, if those separatists want to push in there, they've got a hard fight against. They got to drop big bombs on them. They big got bombs. They've bomb got to bring them. in like that that freaking you know like the howitzers over on the ocean, like shooting from the ships and all that, and just yeah. hammer the shit out of them. And but at the same they, time, then come up from the west and assault them. How are they going to do it without killing a bunch of civilians? That's they, the other. They problem. can't. So it, that's the other thing. So if they, if Russia wants to take this portion of the country, so they take this portion of the country, but then they just killed 25% of civilians mm-hmm. trying to do it. You really think that's going to be like, you, you don't really gain anything there. Like you just made a again, ton of people again, extremely mad. They are trying to balance that because, you know, Russia essentially, I guess, like I've been saying it, well, I haven't been saying it, like Putin straight up said it, Putin's goals, demilitarization of the Ukrainian forces, Ukraine not joining NATO, and he wants the LPR and the DPR to be recognized. Which, yeah. But with that being said, he's also, the way it appears to be, is that he's looking at separating Ukraine, just kind of like East and West Germany. We're going to have East and West Ukraine. I forgot to even mention this. There's a video that we haven't even talked about yet that we're going to play literally right now of a Russian tank rolling through that's not even rolling with a Russian flag, but a USSR flag. They're literally flying USSR flags now. Correct. On the back, like they're not even hiding anymore. Now I'm sitting here thinking about it. they're bringing Chechnya into it. They're bringing Chechnya. Like they could literally put these Chechnya soldiers down there in the bottom area that we were just talking about down there in that southern area, and just tell them just go to town. Have just chaos. Just go. Just do it. Just you know but what? Again, just but just it, do what you want to do. Right. But again, those being the people that he is trying to reel back in underneath Mother Russia, why the hell would he want to cause extremism in that area? I don't. I don't again. This also could be just a bolstering type move and be like, all right, you know what? We're just going to bring in more. Maybe he may not even use them. I mean, he's not, I mean, he hasn't committed near. There's no way he's committed 150,000 troops to this fight. That's the other thing. Yeah. We're all these troops. 800 have died. They're waiting. Like I said, I think they're doing shaping operations because otherwise they would just be sitting there because they got to break through all of these battle positions. They got to, they got to break through these trench lines. They got to break through all of this stuff. Once they do that, then they can mass forces and go in and start clearing some of this terrain out. But he's probably just has them on standby until certain checkpoints are met. Once those checkpoints are met, then you're going to see a flood of Russian troops going in. You know what's crazy is I, I in, in yesterday's video I had stated that he is essentially the equivalent of Hitler, uh, in a sense of the way that he's trying to take over the country. And I, I saw a couple which is, people, which is funny because Putin's calling the current Ukrainian government nothing but a bunch of Nazis, which is. That that doesn't even make any sense. Which, That's what he's calling them. I well, it's just it's the same thing. But I was going to say inside the comment section, I saw some people saying that I was an incompetent fool. I was an idiot. <sighs> it's really frustrating because a lot of people don't realize he's doing the exact same thing that Hitler Hitler did and is trying to do by gaining all this ground. The only thing that he's doing differently is not shoving a certain type of individual inside of a concentration camp. He's literally just he's instilling fear on an entire not even I'm not even going to say I'm going to say continent at this point. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's not even what I say, just a country. Europe. But he's literally putting fear on all of Europe. All of Europe right now is feeling the fear. They are. And this is the same thing that happened in World War II. They are. And, I, and I'm not stupid. Like, I understand Putin's stance, right? Putin's stance was there was a democratically elected government that was in power back in 2014, and it got overthrown. Mm-hmm. 
That's his stance. So everybody in there right now is a puppet government or an illegitimate government that shouldn't be recognized because that old government sided with Putin. This new government, not so much. Okay, well, that's the but way But again, the, world works. the people in this country, right, the people in this country clearly haven't given a shit unless they live in the LPR or the DPR. You can't just go in and just rant. That's what right. I'm saying. You can't Otherwise, they would have overthrown that I, government. I feel like going and taking over this country. That's right. literally, that's some Hitler shit. That's literally what Hitler did for no reason. Poland, Austria just walked in. You know, I'm just going to walk in and take over France for no reason. Well, he's not saying it's for no reason. He's saying that, you know what, there's a lot of ethnic Russians that live over in the eastern side, and I'm going to take care of those people because the government's neglecting oh, them. Yeah. They're not listening to their voice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's so goofy. Oh, it's so goofy. Anyway, EU is to freeze actually personal assets of Putin and uh, Sergei Lavrov. Lavrov? Lavrov. Lavrov. God, I keep jacking that dude's name up. Anyway, he's a minister of foreign affairs that completely shut off his funds. Uh, I would assume that Putin's already done everything he possibly can to get the money out. So I don't I don't really know how much that's going to do. He probably saw this coming. For I mean, if he, knew, if he, if he had plans a year ago... After Biden got, I mean, a lot of people probably think I'm an idiot but by saying this, but I don't believe he would have invaded Ukraine if Trump was in, not because Trump's a superior president, just because Trump is, you don't know what he's going to do. Right. Like, you don't, you have no it's idea. He's a wild card. He's a wild, you have no idea what right. he's going to do. Biden, you know what he's going to do. Sanctions. Nothing. Hit him with some more sanctions. Slap him on the wrist. Like, he knew what he was going to do. Like, when, when Biden got elected, he probably started, you know what, we're, let's start the plan. Let's just be honest. It is what it is. I'm not. This isn't a political driven. Well, he's. I mean, idea. he's been planning this for a very long time. But he never had a reason. Like you think he, he was he really going to do? He it? didn't have an in. He didn't have an ample opportunity. No, right? that was Trump. Like, Trump's a wild card. Right, dude. Yeah, no. Look what he did to uh, the motive Iranian and opportunity man. You know, motive and opportunity. He had the motive. He didn't have the opportunity yet. When he got the opportunity, yeah. then he moved. Ah, uh, very frustrating. Anyway, EU froze their stuff yesterday, as you guys know. You don't know. Biden says that he's not freeing Putin's assets for some for some unreason. Apparently, we got to wait to see how these sanctions work, which makes no sense. Well, his whole idea is that he's going to tier these sanctions up yeah, as he steps them. up, and just like the reporters asked, like, what more like, do what, you yeah, need what do you to need? do? How many more people need to die? For how you many to more tier people need to die? How many more countries need taken over? How much more? How much more of this crap uh, do you need before you throw you know, the kitchen we, sink? We out. don't need to talk about that. that. We haven't even posted that video of ours discussing no, that. That we oh, haven't. God. Anyway, hey, you know what? There's there's your there's your big update on the morning. We're gonna be coming live, I guess, here later on the day. Got a bunch of videos, a bunch of stuff that's rolling in. So hopefully you guys check it out. Go check out the Instagram account. I'll be linked in the very top description. Other than that, we do love you guys. Thanks for hanging out over here. We will see you guys here in probably a couple hours.